to a place where the lost are found. This is the unfair advantage. Welcome to the unfair advantage experience with your host, Robbie Eddy. Join us as we share and discuss real life stories with individuals who have experienced the unfair advantage. Guys, I want to welcome to the Unfair Advantage Experience. Today I got Warren here with me, a very important person in my life, and I'm just so pumped to have him here. And I can't wait till you guys get to hear this man's story. Warren, man, I know you're a very busy guy. You're an author, you're an executive producer, you're, I mean, you're all kinds of things. More importantly, you're a man of God. Now, here's the question that I got for you, and I got to know. I mean, how'd you find Yeshua? How'd you find Jesus? I mean, how'd it happen in your life? Well, the key is like you. You didn't even know God yet. And he had that unfair advantage working in your life because in Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, it says before the foundations of the world, he foreknew us. He called certain people to like a calling to go after him and to be his vessels. But I didn't know that. So the key is just a quick thing. When I was five years old, I was frightened of lightning and thunder. My friend ran in and said he could kill you. And I got scared, you know, this lightning hit right by me, this flash. I ran in the house and my agnostic Jewish sister, <laughs> she, 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 you know, she said, what's wrong? I said, it's lightning, it could kill me. Five years old, right? And I said, I, and she says, what do you mean? It won't kill you, God will protect you. I said, God, who's God? What, what are you talking about? God, he lives in a place called heaven, but yet he's everywhere and he's watching out for you. And I thought, is he in my room at night when it's dark? And she said, yeah. So I got more frightened of the fact that there was this entity known God in my room when it was dark. But I had a dream and God gave me this dream and I was like in heaven and it was lightning and thunder and all of a sudden the clouds parted in a circular fashion. These beams of light came towards me. It was the glory of the God of Israel. And I felt this peace inside of me And then I heard a voice, it was his voice, and he said, Warren, do not be afraid of me. I am your friend, I will never hurt you. And I woke up from the dream, and it put me on a course to want to know that God. I didn't see it in the synagogue. I didn't see it Mm. anywhere, right? But the key is that my mother winds up taking me to the movie theaters at eight years old, my Jewish mother. Oh, wow. And I see the Ten Commandments, and I'm watching the finger of God writing you know, on, on Mount Sinai, he's writing the Ten Commandments, and I'm going, that's my dream. That's what I saw, this glory thing of God. Yeah, it's confirmation. Right? And then she took me to see Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur was about the life of Jesus, this Jewish guy looking to to Ben-Hur, and he finds Jesus, but I'm looking at this and I'm saying, wow, I said, Mom, this Jesus, who is he? Whatever. Oh, wow. oh it's just a story. She told me it's <laughs> just a story. But that was the beginning. But bottom line is, God started leading people in my life, started bringing people. They started sharing prophecies from the Old Testament that were written 700 years before Jesus was ever born. You take Isaiah 53, it's talking about Jesus. Nobody told me about this. And I started like getting mad. Why didn't the rabbis tell me about this? (laughs) And so I started saying, man, he has to be the Messiah. Jesus has to be the Messiah. And then I was in Hebrew school. And what happened was studying my bar mitzvah, the rabbi was standing there and this guy, he was a wise guy in the class, you know, he was this Jewish kid that was a wise guy. And he says, Rabbi, let me ask you a question. Is Jesus our Messiah? He goes, no, he's not our Messiah. He was a, he was a reformer, a teacher, 
And some say he was a prophet, but he was not our Messiah. The wolf must lay down with the lamb. There must be perfect peace in the earth. Then you'll know Messiah has come. Now, the Catholics, they, they teach him. We teach Moses. So I went to, the, <laughs> went to the, the public library, looked up the book, Jesus Christ. Can't find it to this day. It was a book written to Jewish people saying why he's the Messiah. And that the Jews were looking for a, they were looking for a king Messiah to bring in the kingdom. They wanted like Moses delivering them to the promised land. But, this, but there's a whole thing of the suffering Messiah that had to take away sins. So in his first coming, he came to bring us into relationship with the one true God. Yeah. And his second coming, he's coming to be king and on earth to bring things back to what it was in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, yeah. But that's, so really, I was in my house. Uh, I, I, the key is when my mother took me to see those movies, I said, I wrote this, this prayer that I prayed every day. I said, God, make me a really great filmmaker, producer, director, editor, no. cameraman, and I will make films that say what you want me to say. I didn't even know who God was, and I'm saying I want to commit my life to making these films, right? So the key is, I had that in my heart. So I go to School of Visual Arts in New York to study film. Well, guess what? I'm on a track to know God. The enemy comes in. And you, you yourself experienced this because you had the favor of God on you, 100%. but yet the enemy tries to bring up something. So that's where they start introducing me to drugs, marijuana, LSD. One guy says to me, hey, LSD, you know what? People begin to see God on LSD. See how the enemy yeah, was yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, so he's coming in. Trying to you know what it reminds me when I was listening yeah. to you about you said that to God, it was like a vow. You know, it was like you made a vow to God. And what's pretty powerful, and a lot of you guys... You might might want to know, you know, there's something I do all the time. I, I write vows to God, you know, because it's 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 in it's in Genesis. Jacob would vow to to God. If you clothe me, you feed me. It's like the same thing. He was saying to God, "Hey, you do this for me, and it'll come through. Yahweh will always come through." That's how powerful it is. And like you were talking about me, I relate to you because. Man, I was like a Jew because I believed in God. I prayed to Yahweh. I prayed to the same yep. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the same God He was, and I had the favor of God on my life, you know. But I didn't know the Messiah yet, you know. So I relate a lot to your story, and I relate a lot to just, you know, to to Jews in general, you know, that yeah. haven't found the Messiah yet because they just love God so much, and you know. Well, I cried out to God. I was sitting in my apartment, smoking marijuana, listening to some some rock and roll music and all this, and I go, God, there's gotta be something more. I mean, this can't be all there is. If Jesus is who the Christians say he is, the Messiah and Lord and the Son of God, your Son, then I want him to come into my life. I want him to come into my heart. If he's not, I won't have anything to do with him. You know what happened? The minute I prayed that prayer, it's like nobody preached to me. I just like, I just like threw away marijuana. It was like, 10 out of 10 strength, you know. I threw boo Amen. booze down the sink. I started looking at my bookshelves and taking books off there. See, that's, that's it. And so when I received him, it clicked in. The unfair advantage now became real because the Holy Spirit came in me, and now all of a sudden, my whole life changed, and that's what put me on a whole different track. Well, listen, I know you got more to tell us, and I want to hear it all, but real quick, guys, I have something that you don't want to miss out on. Please pay attention. Okay guys, hear me out. I want to tell you what God's unfair advantage anointing truly is. I received the unfair advantage anointing on the cold floor of my jail cell. 
I was immediately delivered from drug addiction. I immediately experienced God's divine favor. God reduced my federal prison sentence from 25 years to two years. I had four DUIs, which meant in the natural, I would never have a driver's license again. It was taken for the rest of my life. God supernaturally provided a driver's license. I started an air conditioning company. Today, God has provided me with over 23 trucks. Last year, my, my company did over $5 million. Through God's unfair advantage anointing, I can pray for the sick and cast out devils, just like Jesus said we could. Anxiety, depression, anything goes. God gave me the resources to help you guys get this thing. You can have divine health, supernatural provision, boldness like Apostle Paul. You can face others, pray for the sick, cast out devils, and raise the dead. What if I were to tell you that in just 52 days, you could experience the unfair advantage anointing in all areas of your life? It's real. It works. It happens for everybody else. Why not you? Addictions have been broken. Healings have occurred. Emotional pain lifted. Financial turnarounds have begun. Issues that stem from abuse, abandonment, divorce, and other tragedies have been healed and removed forever. There is not a single person that this 52-day experience doesn't work for. Turnarounds have begun for people even before completing the 52 days. Why 52 days? Robbie will answer that question on day one. The answer is amazing. It's worth it because you're worth it. The first step towards change is always the most difficult one. Take that step today. Start now. In less than 60 seconds, you'll be on your way to experiencing the unfair advantage. All right, welcome back guys. Warren, I gotta know man, how did you go from a top paid producer on Madison Avenue in New York City working with a startup Christian television network? I am anxious to hear how this actually happened. Can you please tell me? Well, I was doing these like really national TV spots that were like with all these big products and all. I mean, I've got $120,000, $200,000 budget for one spot. And I said, Donna, my wife, I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to preach the gospel. I want to do something. You know, she says, no, no, you're supposed to make films. You're supposed to do this. I said, all right, I'm watching 700 Club in New York. It was on one of the stations. And they said, we're going to start the Christian Broadcasting Network. And we're going to have TV programs. And we're going to be doing this and that and this. And I went, oh, my gosh. I, that's, that's for me. So I wound up. They flew me down there. I looked at it. It was kind of podink, you know, a small. But they had the vision and all this. And, and they said, look, we want to hire you. We could pay you $15,000. Well, I was making $75,000. In those days, that's like $200,000, yeah. 1978. Wound up going there because I just wanted to do things for the Lord. And Amen. God just exploded and gave me favor, the unfair advantage, <laughs> right in the middle of this, this production thing. The Pat Robertson started yeah. seeing the work I'm doing. He started giving me the, the the animated Bible series for children's super book and flying. I want you to oversee this project. You know, it's it's still all over. Millions of people have seen it. The classic, and then don't ask me as God, which was the to this date the highest rated primetime special that has ever been made. 
it got like Nielsen ratings that beat shows like MASH. Mm. You know, these were like the network shows. And also I had like Michael J. Fox and Vincent Price and Steve Allen and Jane Meadows and Norman Fell and all these different actors in it. But we had experts too, like Mother Teresa talking about suffering and it was man wow. on the street. It was, it was a unique thing. But the thing did so well. And then when Pat gave an altar call, he then said, I'm gonna give you a free booklet on the 10 most asked questions America would like to ask God. 114,000 over. 114,000 people wrote in to say they prayed with Pat to receive Jesus. So that, that was incredible what God did. That was the beginning of what God started to do through Christian media in my life. Man, you could just tell, even listening to you, like, back then you had the unfair advantage on your life. You know, just hearing how that showed up for you, man. And, like, I just want to, I want to encourage anybody that's watching right now, when you're listening to this man's story, how you can just see how he had the unfair advantage all over his life. I mean, that, the same thing happened to me in my life. And I want you guys to know, who's watching right now, you can have that on your life, too. When you hear these stories, I mean, it's obviously God showed up. It's no-brainer. There's no way these things could possibly happen in this guy's life without the, the presence and the favor of God on his life, which at the end of the day, like I always tell you guys, it's the unfair advantage. Yes. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We talk about it all the time. That's what it is, man. I'm just hearing you say all these things. Just, it excites me, man. You know, just listen to you. It brings my faith more and more and more. Listen to how your life, how God's hand was just on was on top of him, man, you know, and I, right. I, I, know, I know it comes along with that. You know? Well, like you always talk about this. You, you say it's not just receiving Jesus, Amen. right, and hanging out at the cross. You're supposed to take up the cross and, and, and follow him because the key is he wants us to get in sync yes. with his agenda for our life. So one thing is you have the unfair advantage and you just get it as favor. But when you start walking with God and knowing Jesus and you start walking that out, now yes. you got the unfair advantage with knowledge. And so when I go look at myself in a mirror in the morning, I go, man, I'm, I'm a little tired, whatever. And I go, wait a minute. My identity is the unfair advantage. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm Amen. Whatever. So my whole identity has changed. And that's what's <laughs> going to happen to people when they start understanding that. As a matter of fact, your, your course on 52... To 52 lessons yeah. on the unfair advantage. That's right. Man, people start getting into that. They're going to start understanding how to get in sync with God and walk this thing Amen. out so it becomes a reality like you've done in your life. Because here's the thing, man. A lot of people have so much knowledge, man. They read the Bible, but without any revelation behind it, which yeah. is the Holy Spirit, it means nothing. Yeah. You can read it all you want. But once you start and begin to read that word and then apply it to your life, Yes. You start to pick up that cross. And, you know, when they're talking about that. I was yeah. reading in the Bible the other day, just that, when he said, pick up his cross and follow him. They're meaning, man, like, go with Jesus. You're going to be crucified with him. You're going to raise from the dead with him. Yeah. And that means crucifying our flesh, the people that we are. You know, if there's somebody watching right now that you might be having a hard time crucifying your flesh. You know, that means that selfishness, self-seeking, dishonesty, pride, fear, anger, greed, gluttony, sloth, envy, lust. We can go on and on. That's your flesh. I'm telling you right now to pin it to the cross. As a matter of fact, I'm going to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for all that you do. I thank you for dying on the cross for us. And Lord, whoever's watching right now, I pray in the name of Jesus that you help them crucify their flesh, Father. Show them 
what it is to follow you and what will happen in their life. Father, I pray they get this unfair advantage anointing. I pray that they get the favor of God on their life, Father, by pinning their flesh to the cross. Father, yes. I am asking right now in the name of Yeshua, Lord, that you get these people yes. washing right now that they know yes. they can begin to feel God's presence. Ooh. All they got to do is take that flesh <laughs> and pin it to the cross and go all in. And don't just read the Bible. I want you to apply it to your life. Become the man of God or the woman of God that you're supposed to be. Become the husband or the wife, the pastor, the teacher. You can become all these Ooh. things with Jesus Christ. And I thank you. Wow, from Madison Avenue to ministry. We'll be back in a minute, guys. This is an exclusive offer for our Unfair Advantage Experience audience. Don't miss out on getting Robbie Eddy's award-winning, powerful, must-read book, The Unfair Advantage, The Key to Supernatural Power and Freedom, and his anointed 40-day devotional, Your Journey to Supernatural Power and Freedom. You'll also get his audio CD teaching, Receiving the Unfair Advantage Anointing. Plus, you'll receive the Unfair Advantage wristband. Don't miss out on these powerful resources. Get yours today. Order your copies online today at www.unfairadvantageministry.com or call us to order 1-877-786-3247. All right, guys, welcome back. Warren, we know part of your career experience you produced a number of documentaries of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Can you share with us some of the moments that stood out in your mind the most? Oh man, I'm telling you, I was dragged there by Sid Roth to produce It's Supernatural, his first shows in Toronto. And he wound up saying, we're gonna go to Toronto Blessing, they called it, and I want you to experience this thing. I said, all right, whatever. I go there and I'm telling you, the power of God was there. I mean, it was like, uh -huh testimonies of people's lives being changed, but more than that, they had this thing where they would pray for people at the end. Wow. And when they would pray for people, people would be flowing on the floor, and you're like, whoa! <laughs> and then they'd be shaking and all this kind of thing, right? So I was working for Jerry Falwell at the time, at the same time helping Sid, and I am said, God, I want you. I want to experience your presence in a powerful way, but none of that shaking stuff for me. I said, because if I go back to Lynchburg, Virginia, and I say, hi, Jerry, I just had this thing happen. Jerry Falwell's going to fire me. <laughs> so I did that to God, you know. So I'm on this line, and they're praying for people, and one person after another gets more radically touched than the other. And then he touched me, nothing happens. And I'm going, what's going on here? So I got desperate. I said, God, I don't care. I want to just be impacted by you and the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And I said, Whatever you have to do. If I go back shaking, I'll go back shaking. If, I have to, if I'm standing in my head, I'll stand on my head, but I need you. And so he started touching me. And then I started seeing these people being touched, not just in Toronto. Then I went to the Brownsville Revival, where there was an outpouring in Brownsville. These are like four and a half million people coming from all over the world to go to these revivals, right? Uh -huh. And Smithton, Missouri, in this little town of 532 people, God starts pouring out there. So I made documentaries on each of those because I wanted to tell the story of saying, wow. look what God could do in your life if you get in touch with him. But you got to be willing to give up things. You got to be willing to not fear man. You got to be willing to not think that I got to figure this all out. You just want God. And when he comes into your life, you, you talk about the unfair advantage, it's multiplied by 10. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, it was this one couple. That's awesome, man. This one couple. That, awesome. that, that, this I started interviewing them on camera in Toronto, and they came from South Africa. 
And this lady, I said, what happened in your life? What, how did your life change through this revival? And she goes, I was really after my husband. I had a knife and I was going to stab him. And, you know, and I had the devil in me. And I was going this way. And then God just touched me and totally changed me. And these people were normal people when they, you know, all of a sudden her husband starts shaking and falls on the floor. Wow. And, and she says, and he, he told me about Jesus. He's the one. And I just love God, and I just love the Holy Spirit. But this guy, I love him so much. He goes, bang, and she slapped him on the thing. I got the footage on it, which there, people are watching right now. And I'm telling you, when God, you get a hold of God, when you start seeking, you see what's happening in Asbury University. Yeah, man. You just saw this. And other places like that. These people are just hungry for more of God. But I'm telling you, he's available now. It's not just you have to, you have to say, oh, God, man. whatever. You just say, God, come into my life right now. I want you more than ever. And I believe that some of the stuff that you're doing yes. right in your ministry is going to lead people into that relationship. Your course of 52 lessons. You have, you have many sermons you're doing. You have all these things that yes. God could do. You talk on different things like how to get set free from depression. Yes. How to get, you know, all of that stuff is there. And it's available for people to see and to hear. So I just, I'm encouraged because I believe we're on the cusp, cusp of the greatest revival right. we've we ever seen. And I believe God's called you, Robbie, into being a leader into that. It's to help usher in this Amen. next move of God that God's going to see. And especially for millennials and others who want genuineness, they want integrity. You're a man of integrity. I know what you're doing. You're yeah. running a business, but you're walking it, you know? So you're doing it, man. It's not just talking about it. The reality is there. And so this is what I believe that we're going to see. It's going to move from just people talking about the Bible, That's teaching right. the Word without the fruit. Well, God is using ordinary people, okay? Exactly. He's raising up the tabernacle of David. And what that means is the tabernacle of David is, is the remnant. People that are sold out. 100% to Jesus Christ. And I mean sold out, not running their mouths, but their feet are matching their mouths. They are walking with the Lord. And that's what he's doing right now. And the reason I made a 52-day program is because Nehemiah built a wall in 52 days. Okay? That's an unfair advantage. Yes. All right? Now, he wasn't a pastor or a preacher. He was a career man. He was a normal guy. Yes. All right? And he built out. He had the unfair advantage. So I want you guys who's watching right now to let you know God is raising people up. Normal people who's sitting there watching right now, you can do it too. It's, it doesn't take any special person. All it takes is the anointing and the presence of God and Jesus Christ in your heart, which wants to live with you. And the same thing can happen for you. I promise you that. Man, I'm just I'm overwhelmed <laughs> and I'm humbled that you came on the show today, man. I just want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your anointing. I feel the presence of God all over this place. I feel Yahweh, Yeshua, and the Holy Spirit, and I thank you for that, man. And I just want to I just want to um thank you for coming on to the Unfair Advantage experience, man. Thank you for taking your time to come on this show, man. You know, and it, it really means a lot to me. Thanks for inviting me because you are a key player in my life in what has happened and we're going to probably share that in another program. Amen. What really happened, the miracle that happened. Yes, and you, you and, and, and just so you know, man, you're a you're a huge, huge key in my life, man. The Bible says iron sharpens iron, man. Praise And him. I consider one man helps another man. You've helped me a lot, and I thank you for that. Praise the Lord. Guys, I want to thank you for watching. We'll see you next time on the Unfair Advantage Experience. This world had a hold on me, yeah. I could barely breathe.
truth in the grips of the enemy Beat down, broken and damaged Then you came and you set me free yeah. And you washed me clean Jesus, you are all I need This is the unfair advantage No weapon formed here shall prosper No fear for here comes the doctor Almighty Jehovah Rapha Nothing competes with what he can offer So get your faith up, go ahead and raise up Cause there is healing in his name, get your praise up There comes a time when everybody pays up Don't you wanna know that you'll be saved when your day's up From them jail cells to them dope hoes Jezebels, gangbangers and locos You've been wrestling with your flesh like you're stone cold the Lord